as the podcast coach for September 14th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy International Podcasting Month. I just deemed it that, there you by go. the way. So I like that. It, it is so. But I think we have International Podcast Day coming Day. up here. Yeah, like two, month. two weeks. Yeah. And yeah. shame I'm on me. I... Here's the thing. I didn't apply to speak on International Podcast Day. It's one of those things that it's just shame on me. I'm not it's not in my brain. I should really start thinking about this in Mm -hmm. August. And I I know they've already got their speaker line up and I am not good. We kicked that off last year. Yeah, you and I got a chance to kick that off and and good that they able to get guests and fill those in. It's it's uh, it'll be nice to watch. I, I it's great stuff. They do they do good things. You are fresh back. We missed last week, so everybody. I didn't get too many comments. Hey, where are you guys? Uh, <laughs> last week, I didn't get too many too much of that. It was kind of nice to have a Saturday morning. But um, how was the how are the conferences? The conferences. First of all, I do not recommend ever doing back to back conferences. Uh, the first one was FinCon, and I'm not sure. I think this was like their seventh year of doing it. We're talking three thousand people. The opening keynote is the guy that wrote the book, uh, I Can Train You to Be Rich, or something of that nature. Really good keynote. In fact, the, all the keynotes are really good, but it was like 3,000 people, and there were 3,000 people there. It's not one of those where it's like, ah, oh, it's 3,000 people, ah, 1,500 showed up. No, this was a big room. It was in the what they call the Hinkley uh, Hilton. It's where Reagan got shot. Uh, oh. So that was kind of like, wow, there you go. We can. I'm standing on the spot. Uh, so that was different, but it was really cool. Here's the the fun thing about these events. And I didn't realize when I go to podcast movement or if I go to, you know, whatever um, conference that I go to is the fact that, ooh, I'm all big now, um, that we're talking our own little language, right? We're talking, you know, whatever it is, we're, we're doing our, RSS feeds, we're talking media hosting, we're doing all that geeky podcast stuff. And now they're doing it, but I don't speak the language. So when they're mm-hmm. talking about, oh, just run a Monte Carlo simulation, I'm like, uh, uh, what? what? Yeah, yeah. And then they're talking about the, I think it was the the Trifonus report or something. And and that was also often a, a punchline. We're like, well, just send them the Trifonus report. And people go, nah. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So then, and then you can probably get this. So then I switched to the military influencer conference. Mm -hmm, And and mm -hmm. Jim, if I said, what do you think the makeup of men to women there would be? What what would you think? I would think it'd be more men than women. Yeah, I thought I I expect just what what you think initially, right? Yeah, I really thought giant sausage party, and uh, instead it was no seventy to eighty percent women. Yeah, and like we did a uh, a session the day before had like 90 people in this room, which was cool. My, my presentation at FinCon went really well. And actually here's something that was so stupid that I did once at the end, after I did this, if you do a presentation anywhere and somebody comes up to you and goes, Hey, I saw your presentation. I want to let you know that was really good. Bust out your phone and record that. And I was like, why? Well, I, I had that happen. Not to toot my own home, but I had that happen a lot at FinCon. Mm-hmm. It just really hit what everybody was doing. And, um, uh, so at FinCon or at uh, Military Influencer, we do our thing. But now I'm like walking up to groups and they're like, well, you know, it's like when the A1 comes over you and you want to do the R37 and you can't because he's got to do the G56 first. That's not going to work. You can't mm-hmm. do that. That's not protocol. And I'm like, I have no idea what these people are talking yeah. about. Yeah. So that was uh, that was different. But I was really surprised at the amount of women. And here's why. And it makes sense because I'm a military spouse. Most of them are female. And now every three years I get a job and I start to climb the ladder and then, oops, we get shipped out and they move and they move. So they can't get any traction going. And they're like, Hey, I was, I was an, I I was a medium pants chart of smarty pants over at this other company. I got to start back over here again. So they're starting their own businesses online. And I was like, that makes sense. And from what I understand, military spouses, extremely underserved group. 
So there was a lot of people there and there was, there's some cool stuff that was uh, like, I learned some fun little tricks in LinkedIn and some social stuff and things. Yeah, that what made, was the LinkedIn hack that you, or, the, or the thing that, yeah, that the you link, discovered? The LinkedIn hack. Let me, let me solo me for a and second. It's, here. it's really kind of built into it. Yeah. But, it's but, yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal, but in the LinkedIn app, if you open it up in the upper right hand corner, you have this little, this little button here. If I click, Ooh, right is left here. Yeah. So here, now I've pulled this up. If you're in LinkedIn, I can scan your badge, or if you're sitting there, you can scan my badge. And another cool thing is, and don't ask me where this is in the app, but you can actually say, Hey, turn on Bluetooth. And so yep. this, we did this in our session and anybody that's on Bluetooth and you're all on the same Wi-Fi because we're at the convention, uh, you can just say, and we just started in the LinkedIn session. We all just friended each other. Yeah. Yeah. Down there. If you're in the, this is in the people section, right? So this is where you, you're in LinkedIn. This is where you follow your network. There's a little blue button down here on the bottom. Yeah. If you click that, it'll say, do you want to turn on like this near field where everyone around you, if they have it on, you can connect instantly or you can invoke that, that barcode scanner uh, so where you can scan each other and, and do it that way. And it will just add to the contacts. It's super easy. We've talked about this. We talked about this a while back, but it's getting more and more popular. So it's a great way to conference, but I could never find it. So, uh, and they moved it recently. Yeah. The so right down thing. there on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. And then at uh, the military influencer conference, there's a guy named captain Bob. He does a show called getting home. Well, and it's interesting because it's a podcast for civilians about how to handle the veterans when they come home. Because in some cases, they're still dealing with some junk. And he's taught, he, his goal is he goes, when, when veterans quit committing suicide at a record pace, he goes, I will stop my podcast. And what he did, which was really nice, is I, I'm not a uh, master of the Hoover app, which is this thing that, that military used and she podcast is using. It's an app that lets you see the schedule and you can communicate and it builds a community. And so he just fired up a uh, last night of the conference podcaster meetup in the like local restaurant there. And he's like, he stopped me and goes, Hey, I, I kind of did that for you. He goes, if you want to come by and you know, like hold a round table and uh, it was cool. So I, I went over and he actually put a, a chair at the end of the table. So I was, you know, I was, I was sitting at the head of the table and the people nice. just rapid fire. And it was, it, it's always interesting. Cause it's like, what microphone do I need? Um, what host do I need? How do I make money? It was like, just not like we're going to skip content. And it's just like, what's the microphone? How do I make money? So that was, uh, always kind of fun, but yeah, captain Bob is a really nice guy. So, uh, I got to hang out with him a bit and Steve Stewart, by the way, uh, and I'm going to do some of the school of podcasting now. Cause I'm going to mention this. Steve Stewart is like share at the FinCon, FinCon? yeah, because yeah. people would just go, Oh, that's a Steve question. And everybody there knew it was Steve Stewart. So yeah. I, I want to talk to him and figure out how he did that. But part of it is, I think, cause Steve is like master editor. We actually uh, might talk about him here in a second, but he started editing for a few people in that niche. And I think they all just told each other. And, yeah. but the other thing is, if in a show somebody's talking about running a Monte Carlo simulation, Steve will know if that's good content or not. I can't do that. I have no clue. So he speaks yeah. the lingo. I think that's subject, the other- subject matter expert yeah. is what he is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he'd, he'd had his own money podcast, right? I yeah. mean, that's, that's the area he came out of. So uh, that did very, very well. That's, you know, Steve uh, is an interesting case study in getting out on top, right? Of mm. stopping on top. It did not make any sense when you think about his podcast and, and he just quit it to do editing full time. Yeah. And he had a great podcast and it was super successful. And he just, it, he kind of at the top said, well, I'm kind of done. I'm going to go into editing and I'm going to, I like this better. And I'm, I don't know if that's true, but you know, he just, he quit and did it. Um, and so I, I think that's a good, this is, we struggle with this in podcasting is knowing when to stop. Yeah. You know, we just think it has to go on forever. And then I think it fades poorly. So I, <laughs> often I there, yeah, I think there is some, you just disappear. And uh, I think there is some, something to be said about planning an exit of some kind and uh, letting your listeners um, know. Hey, speaking of listeners and supporters, don't, I think this is the beginning of the month, right? It is We've the beginning folks of the to month. Recognize. And uh, let me, if you want to, he said going backwards, um, 
yeah. as you're as you're setting that up, let me just say this. I want to go back to the military thing for one yeah. for one uh, second. A, a great example of a niche. I mean, we can talk about this a little bit later. In a very needed niche, right? This is one of those very people are very passionate. It's a real world mission. It's a like, and so for anybody podcasting in that space, if you're doing it, uh, thank you for doing that. That's a really, really important. I need to, that is an area I, I neglect and I should do more of with my military background, most of my military, my family being in the military, that that's an area I, I want to and need to do more of. So it's a great reminder, but thanks if you're in the, if you're in that area of doing it, and Dave, thanks for going to that conference as well. Uh, really, really important that our military get re- gets recognized that way. Yeah, it was the nice thing about it is FinCon and this other, the military influencer conference, we're in the same hotel. Mm. So I stayed in one place. FinCon yeah. left. The other one came in. So I, I got to do that one next year. I got I to gotta get out it to DC cool. and do that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, we want to thank, you said clicking buttons that are doing nothing. There we go. We want to thank people like uh, Greg over at DebtShepherd.com. Uh, Glenn the Geek Hebert, who's in the chat room. You can find him over at horseradionetwork.com. I've been working on my uh, more podcast money book, and like there's many, many a chapter is on <laughs> Glenn in that book. Uh, Josh Rivers over at podcastingexperiments.com. Uh, Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane from spybrary.com. And you know what's interesting is you get to know these people, and I in D.C. there is an actual like spy museum, and I actually took a picture of it and sent it to uh, to Shane. Did you go to the spy? Did you go to the spy museum? I did not. I, I, I did uh, on Sunday because I kind of right. had an off day. I went and saw Abe and Tom and all the other. There's monuments. a Shake Shack right next to it. Yeah, there is. I saw and then that. Right across the street is the Gallup office. So when I'm ah. in DC, our offices are right there. Yeah, there's a Shake Shack and a uh, a um, oh a beer place. Shoot, but there's <laughs> some gr- there's some great food right there yeah. on that intersection. So. Yeah, uh, Carrie Bond over at KeyWestPerspective.com. Carl White uh, living a great life. Well, not so great. I, I, I'd have to see how he's doing with all the hurricane stuff. Life in the mm-hmm. Carolinas podcast.com. Kim Kragy at Toastmasters101.net. And uh, we'll talk about our other awesome supporters uh, later on in the program. But uh, yeah, it was um, talk about good food. We uh, They had a Chinese place that I hit like four times by the time the week was over. I just kept going back. Because it was really good. What what hotel were you at? Uh, the uh, it was just called the Hilton, the Washington Hilton. Everybody okay. calls it the Hinkley Hilton because it's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good no. That is a really good spot, by the way. So when I was in the military thirty years ago, I was stationed at Fort Belvoir, which is just down the street. Um, not literally, but it's it is if you know locally. And we would come into town. That area of town that you were in restricted. You could not get like the, the mm. military was so bad. You could, the military would not let us go. It's a little bit north of the mall. And so um, I was surprised when I traveled out to D.C. for work. They were like, yeah, we're on 9th and F. And I'm like, 9th and F? Yikes. What, you know, I was expecting the red light district, which yeah. it had been before. Very, very dangerous. That part of D.C. is all changed. And uh, it's it's very beautiful. So that is a city, I think, that does that kind of stuff well. I think I think it does these conference things well. I If you ever get a chance to attend a podcasting conference in dc i think you got to go yeah the only thing that i hate about dc and you this is going to be the same with any major city is the traffic in and the traffic out I was, yeah you got to take the metro though that's the beauty yeah. of it if you can get on the light rail it's great yeah i, I actually yeah. drove there and then parked oh. at the hotel and it was just like i kept seeing the hotel i'm like i i need to go over there and it was yeah. like no. no you don't want to drive you yeah. don't want to drive in dc no. and then uh the waves app kept telling me to turn about three seconds too late i'm like i'm going to throw my phone out the window uh but uh we do have oh you know we have new theme music because what i've done i'm, I'm working on this book it used to be called more podcast money my publisher has changed it to profit from your podcast and uh, I'm getting all these tips for patrons. So uh, now, if you're a patron, we answer your questions first. So as we bring on our patrons, uh, you know, we, we have the first one uh, is from uh, is that, yeah, that's fun music. I like that. Um, uh, and here's the hilarious thing: I forgot to say who this is from. Uh, Kyle Wilcox. I thought he says I thought I understood RSS feeds, but now I'm not so sure. Can you help me sort this out? Here's oh, this is a great one too. This is, we're going to get on a rant, I think, a little bit. Uh, here's what I asked the company that runs my church's website. And there's the problem. Um, help, uh, or excuse me, hi, I'm helping my church get started with our podcast. I see you have the option to produce a podcast feed 
automatically when we publish a sermon. Most likely that will be fine, but what happens if we decide we need to move to a new podcast host in the future? Do you support a 301 redirect? So first things first, you can tell he's a patron. He's asking the right questions. Um, Here's the response. Uh, The podcast feed XML URL generated by the CMS remains the same from our end unless changes are made from within the podcast module on the CMS itself. So basically he's saying when you add a new episode, it's in your feed is how I translate. Cause I'm like, can you throw any more jargon in that answer? But he's not done. And should you move hosts, you would resubmit the URL to the new service. He asked a yes or no question. Do you do a 301 redirect? And the fact that that guy just said jargon, 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 jargon. I'm like, run away. That because most and here's the thing, there's a, there's a thing. Look, I I I go to church. I consider myself a Christian, but here's this thing. There's this weird thing where it's like I don't want to be. Oh, I always get this wrong. I'm from the world, but not of the world. So consequently, there are a lot of Christians that like I don't want to go anywhere near the internet because there's naughty, tingly parts of pictures. So they don't know anything about technology in some cases. Now I'm I'm painting with a really wide brush. But I see at Lipson and a lot, they're just these, you know, they, they're very, they're just now getting into technology. And here's what I really, really hate. That's not the problem. The problem is there are people that will put on a Christian hat and say, look at us. We're here to help you take it. Well, I don't know why these people have a Southern accent, but anyway, um, I'm going to help you harness the internet. We're going to bring people to your church through your website and they will prey on those people because they know they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And so there are, I forget the one I want to say was like sermon cast or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was podcasting for churches and they don't do 301 redirects. Why? Because they're, they're just praying on, they're like, Hey, podcasting's big. These people don't know what they're talking about. Let's build a company and just milk all these silly Christians for all their money. And I'm like, ah, here's another one. I don't think they do it intentionally, to be honest. I think it's, they just don't know how to, they're, they're, they themselves are not as first in the technology as they can be. I mean, we're, we're kind of working with a, uh, at our church, we're kind of working with a vendor like this. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, do you, do you know anything about software? (laughs) Like, have you, do you, do you do anything around, around podcasting or live streaming? They got some really janky solutions. And they work really well in some areas, but then when it comes to this this area of media, I think it's new to them as well, and they just kind of struggle with it. And um, I, I, you know, it's I get it. They the, these are these are vendors that sell, and and what churches do is very very unique in a lot of ways. When we think about giving and donating and keeping. You know, it's like a big, um, it really is kind of like a big member membership site, right? So to speak, what, what churches are doing. But um, the, the, they begin down this road and uh, I'll, I actually think churches are skipping the podcast uh, era, so to speak, and they're going right to live streaming. Yeah. And so instead of having a podcast, they're just on YouTube. And, and that's for them, that's okay. Or they're on Twitch or whatever they're doing. And I think they're kind of, they kind of, many of them kind of missed the whole podcast era and they don't really even see it as a viable alternative or, or something they should be doing. Our church was this way when they first began, I'm like, Hey, why aren't we taking our videos and making just a podcast? And they're like, "Mm," you know, I got this weird kind of like what, you know? Um, so I remember there was one post that came out a while ago from a, uh, a pastor of somebody and he was like, uh, Podcaster, like th- this is wrong because now people don't have to come to church to get my message. And I was like, uh huh. And that means they don't put any money in the plate. Then you know, I was like, that's a problem. And I was like, oh, here we go again, painting that yeah. lovely that lovely stereotype. And I was like, oh, please quit saying stuff like that. But I I remember that that was like probably three years ago. And I was like, here's somebody who doesn't get it. Uh, but um, and I thought. Hey, the- I- I think if I was going to do church today, I would just do it like podcasters do in a lot of ways where I just use Patreon as the, yeah, 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 they're, yes, they're taking a percentage, but they're also taking a, they're, they're taking all the complexity out of it. And so I just have members subscribe on Patreon or at least have it as an option, right? To to be able to do that. That would be, uh, yeah, I wonder if you can, there may be some tracking with that because some of those gifts are tax deductible. I wonder if there's some rules around that, but I might just use Patreon to get it done. Speak Life uh, Church is from uh, Ken Blanchard. So here's a, a pastor 
and he just started an online church. He's like, look, people are going to want to, you know, they don't want to get up on Sunday. Uh, they don't want to drive. And plus he's in Washington. They're in Oregon. How's that going to work? Let, yeah. Let's start an online church. Uh, the other question we had also for, um, our, oh, I'm sorry. It's a patron. Did we answer Kyle's question? Um, yeah, my answer was run away. Don't, okay. don't use right. them. Uh, Perfect. Perfect. Basically, I'm like, I don't think this is the company you want. If, if you can't get a 301 to redirect, yes or no answer to that, uh, go away. And this is from the Soccer Sidelines. And I actually went to his website. And it's interesting because I was going to say it's from Steve or Bill or Bob. Or, and he's doing this, I think, on purpose. You can't find out who the Soccer Sidelines is. It's just, it's just the coach, I guess. So this is from the coach. He says, okay, an actual question. Uh, is there or are there something uh, specific for those of us who host our own RSS feed via PowerPress on WordPress? Do we need to consider uh, what do we need to consider when migrating web host providers? I'm moving from GoDaddy to SiteGround and I'm concerned I will accidentally break my RSS feed or my connections to the podcast servers uh, in the process. So that's a a valid uh, worry. Jim, you want to take a first crack at this one? Yeah. Like, okay. So uh, moving your podcast on RSS feed is one thing. Moving your site is a completely different deal. I like, I, this isn't, I think if you're an, if you're a novice on this, you pay for some help because there's some really complex things that has to happen when you're moving host providers. And it's not just about, yeah, you can do an export of your, of your WordPress instance and, put in a file and then go over to the other site and set up WordPress and bring it over and restore it. You can do all that. It's super hard and really complicated. And so moving host providers is one of those areas. I, I may try to get a professional engaged at this point to make sure you do it right. The It's not a clean process. It's pretty difficult. If you have a host provider that will help you, this is why I like Maple Grove Partners because they'll help you migrate that stuff in it. So if you get somebody who knows what they're doing, is good at WordPress, is good at, importing and migrating things in and setting things up the way they were before, uh, then I think you're in business. And WordPress is just a pretty complicated, you know, if you're using the, the WordPress.org and you're setting up your own stuff, you have to have all the plugins set right and you have to have all the back end set right. And, you know, it, it's it's complicated, Dave. And I, I don't I don't uh, envy anyone who's moving sites. I just, that's, that, that's like my worst nightmare of having to move a site. It's like, ah, uh, I don't know. If your site's not very complicated, it probably is a little bit easier than others. But Dave, could you imagine moving some of your sites? I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty wound up, right? Yeah. When I moved the school of podcasting, that was one of the things when I moved, I moved to SiteGround and I just said, do you guys have a migration service? And they're like, yeah, just you provide some login information and stuff. And they just moved it on over. So that would be my first advice. Cause really what you want to do is you want to make sure that you, you, you have the exact same website. So let's say it's, you know, uh, the average guy.tv slash podcast slash feed. Well, when you move it, you still want it to be the average guy.tv slash podcast slash feed. So if you like, Oh, well, we're not using that plugin anymore. You're going to make sure that whatever you just turned off didn't mess things up. So, yeah. and then what you want to do is uh, what's the name. It's like the behind the stage version of your website. Oh, like it's not, it, it's, Hmm. That's driving me nuts, but you can take your website and you can make like this backstage version of it. So if you want to make some changes and then when you, you see that it's correct, you can then push it live. Oh, right. I forget what that's called. Like a staging area. Staging area. A, yeah. 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 Uh, so you might do that, then push it live. So, cause you, you want to basically have two websites and then all you're doing is switching the domain from pointing at the original one to the new one. So that way you can kind of test to make sure that, even though it's not going to have the domain right, you can make sure that everything is is there. What it's gets gone. what gets tricky, and this is what people don't think about. Okay, I'm moving from WordPress to Squarespace. Oh, now that's a hole because now I just yeah. lost PowerPress, and that's where things get tricky because you have to redirect PowerPress to a feed that doesn't really exist yet because that site's not going to look right until you switch your domain. And if you switch your domain now, PowerPress doesn't work. And that's where I would use something like uh podcast mirror. The it's, it's basically feed burner with a different name from blueberry. And mm-hmm. I would actually switch my, my podcast to that so I can redirect to that. And now it doesn't matter what website I have. And then later, if I want to, I can redirect that over to Squarespace. But, but that's not average guy stuff. Dave. No, that is that's not. not- 
that's not if you just got you know you're into podcasting and you you're having trouble figuring out, out an RSS feed. Yeah. If that's your case, you pay somebody to yeah, that's pay it. somebody to move this thing yeah. for you. That's really yeah. the bottom line. If you're doing anything with your feed and you're a little nervous about it, hire somebody. Exactly. Because I've seen yeah. people that have redirected their feed to with a typo and there's nothing you can do. They and like they did it, they left it for a, like a good 24 hours and they're like I'm not seeing any downloads and I went in and I'm like, "Oh, you're to redirect. You have an extra e in here." And they're like, "Oh, oops. Okay, I fixed that." And I'm like, "Well, the bad news is anybody that's fired up their app in the last 24 hours is looking at that feed and it doesn't exist unless you want to yeah. go buy a domain with a with a typo in it." So, um yeah. Yeah, but uh thanks to those guys before before we move off this topic, we've had a couple uh, folks jumping in. So Jason's in Kazakhstan, wow, and Addy just landed in Europe. So we've got some. Uh, so we got folks all over this morning. Then a bunch of you, when we were talking about the military thing, listed the, your military service. So thank you for doing that as well. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, I I was stuck at the top of the chat room here. I was thinking we're we're getting any messages and they're coming. Oh in. no, it's super busy. Yeah. It is super busy out there um, this morning. But uh, that's awesome. Very cool. So yes, thank yeah. you. Thank you to uh, the soccer coach. I forgot to uh, one of our awesome patrons for uh, doing that new um, segment. We're still trying to figure this out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're still getting there. <laughs> and, and so, but uh, yeah, so if you are going to do anything with your feed, because that is the one thing that can really just, uh, you know, well, your site or your feed, that's yeah, the, yeah. it's just complex. It's not hard. It's just complex. And there's a lot of things that can go wrong in the movement of this. And, there's some great services out there that'll help you if you're, if you're going to do this. Um, this is the hard part, Dave, when, when people just start doing this, I'm, I'm just going to try this out. I don't want to spend a lot of money. And so you go on a host provider that you end up hating for whatever reason, right. and then you've got to move. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I think it makes sense to go with maybe a little, a little more, you know, try to get that provider right to begin with. And I get it. You don't know what you don't know. Uh, but the cheapest host, you get what you pay for. So the cheapest host provider may not be the best one. Yeah. And uh, also I'm on SiteGround. Realize their first year is really, really cheap. And then the year after that, it's, it's not, I, I like them, but uh, yeah. Uh, Michael has a question about domains. Can you shut down a website without losing the domain name? Oh, absolutely. Sure. I, I yeah, have, they're separate. yeah, I have some sort of hundred and some domains and some of them don't point to anything. So you can shut down the website. Just realize that what you want to do is you can point that domain name at something else. So like, I think Castermind points at the school of podcasting. I'm not sure, but I have a bunch that you can point at. I know um, I used to have jamandave.com that pointed at the marketing musician podcast. So you can have a bunch of them uh, that will point at whatever you want. So just realize that it's a little different in, in, I always use the analogy of, of your neighborhood and you think about it, you're like, Oh, my house is one, two, three main street. Actually, it's not the dirt that the house is sitting on is one, two, three main street. Now, if you move your house to, you know, five, six, seven, you know, uh, first street, you know, that's, that's not, not the ad it's the dirt in podcasting. It's different or in the internet, you can have a domain point at any dirt you want. Mm -hmm. So where the dirt is always going to be that address in the, your neighborhood, you can have a domain name pointed in anything. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think where people get confused is they go to GoDaddy and they buy a domain and they buy hosting and they, they mm -hmm. relate those two things together. Right. And there's any number of DNS uh, providers, companies that provide the web address, right. Hover. And there's some other ones. I use hover. I'm a big fan of them and you can buy them and stack them up there. Like you're saying, Dave, you also might want to think about if you're on a plan where you get, you know, sometimes you buy these unlimited site plans and you've got the ability to spin up new WordPress sites. If you have some, if you have some of those that you're just redirecting and you want to take the time, actually just set up a static page that you point that to that has also in it the embedded links where you want to direct them. Kind of like a marketing, like a landing page, basically. Google will crawl that and give that, that URL at least some credibility in, in its search. And so when people land there, give them, you know, give, give them a chance to market to them and have some links to your stuff there. So they're not just redirecting. That's also super suspicious. Sometimes for people, they're like, okay, I put in the average guy.tv and all of a sudden it shows up at school podcasting and they're all, Oh, did I get, did I get redirected? Yeah. Like, you know, what happened here? 
So you might just want to redirect that to a landing page first that has some that, that has some marketing material on it that that gives them a chance to let them move over to it. So I own homegadgetgeeks.com, but that doesn't go to my web or that doesn't go to my uh, podcast. It actually is a landing page for my mobile apps. So they land there and then I've got it all set up that if they want to come over to the average guy.tv, it's a easy, it looks the same. It's kind of set up the same. They can, they can pop over there. So I think that's another strategy instead of having them just redirect, you can, and Dave, you own like a thousand of these things. So this may not be possible, but instead of just redirecting them, have them land on a landing page that's got some marketing on it for you and then give them the choice to redirect. Yeah. Uh, boy, Emily, this is one thing I, it was a bummer. I was missing the mid Atlantic podcast conference previously known as MapCon, now known as the independent podcast conference or something like that. And, um, Emily says, Emily, by the way, um, from, uh, says, I love conferences, but the recovery period is something I'm still getting used to. Can I, can I embarrass myself? I came back from the conference and Thursdays at the school of podcasting, we have lunch with Dave, which is just a half an hour. Where you can come in and ask me anything. And I wanted to have that. So everybody know, Hey, if nothing else, I can go talk to Dave on Thursday. And I straight up lost all track of time. And I thought Thursday was Friday. And all of a sudden I, I went to eat and uh, ran a couple of errands on my lunch and I got back and my, they're in the Facebook. There's Kim Cradgy going, did I miss something or isn't it? And I was like, Oh man, I just, and I was just like, I'll be honest. I lost all track of time. It was so weird because every day was like the same day. I would get up and go downstairs and, you know, the, the scenery doesn't change and it's all that. Yeah. You get out, you get out of rhythm, right? Yeah. You, you, you get out of that. I, I missed a call this morning. I was uh, Friday morning. I had a call with our office in London and I drove, I had a, a meeting in Lincoln. Mm. So I was driving and I was, I had fully intended to take the call. I got to Lincoln. I checked my phone like, Hey, you going to join us? <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. I think that happens a lot more with podcasters than we think where you just get, you get so many things happening. I didn't know you had a lunch thing. I, 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 I want to join the lunch thing. That's a Thursday. school of podcasting thing. <laughs> oh, uh, but I need uh, to, so I need to be a Patreon over there. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> no, but there is going to be a monthly Patreon for, for this. We do that. Uh, we, we hit our goal again, so we're good. Um, if you, I, I should mention this. We are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, if you want to jump in, uh, feel free. We're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. I'm waiting to hear. Uh, I asked a couple of people, how was MapCon? Because it, they change venues. And for me, the thing I really liked about MapCon was the fact that there was nothing to do there. I mean, you're in a little Holiday Inn. It wasn't horrible. It was nice. There was a Wawa gas station, which had everything you wanted to eat. And then I think there was an Applebee's and a Wendy's. And so you would go to this conference, and Joe has like little eight-minute speeches from people, which are kind of cool. Because that way, if somebody's not that great, you only have to suffer for another seven minutes. And... But at the end of the day, we'd all go out in the lobby and just network. And now they went, uh, um, yeah, see, and then this is what Kyle is saying. Kyle Bondo from Merchants of Dirt and Gagglepod. Uh, MapCon was good. Now there's almost too much to do. See, that's what I, to me, I, I, I feel they're losing their uh, advantage. The advantage, like if you go to podcast movement, there's almost too much networking. And with MapCon, you have like maybe a hundred people and you could kind of meet everybody by the end of the conference. So I'll be interested to, uh, to see Tim says he, uh, he missed the Wawa. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, we don't have Wawa's. Do you have Wawa's in, uh, Nebraska? No, that's the East coast thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but, uh, we have, we have quick trip. That's the, in the Midwest here. Those are big, uh, you know, they've actually become like gas station restaurants. Yeah. And it's super, by the way, it's super popular in Europe. The, the rest stations, the gas stations, the, the rest stops are actually better outfitted than some restaurants. Like you can get some really good food. You stop at a rest plots in Germany and you can get some really good nice. food. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, wow, this is clean. <laughs> yeah. What well, is? Because you, you pay for the bathrooms. That's why. So that's they, it. Yeah. Uh, Fred is pimping my appearance. Uh, I will be at the podcast virtual summit put on by uh, a Weber. They have six speakers. It's me and I know Harry Duran's in there and a couple other folks, but uh, it's, they just interviewed me. It's not like I'm doing a, a huge, I mean, it's a cool interview. They asked me some really good questions, but there's, if you want some free podcast training, uh, the podcast virtual summit, I should know the website for that, but I can't think of it off the top of my head, but uh, 
that was uh that was fun and that was what was cool is i got to meet kind of the aweber team and then they were at this conference as well uh so that was uh that was kind of fun um and then kyle says about mapcon now the, at the oceans casino resort there are two dozen restaurants a massive casino floor and hallways that are three stories high wow Oh, it looked cool. Nice. Uh, Emily had yeah. some pictures online and um, it looked like it was, uh, that, that was me. I was just like, wow, that's, that's a great place to go. And just, I, I could just see the group just scattering. How do you like, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, but options are nice. It is, it's yeah. nice to be able to, I, what I enjoyed at podcast movement was to be able to get, I don't know, four or five folks together and just grab a table somewhere and sit down and enjoy a beer and, and, or, or get something to eat. And it was easy. Until the girls got there, you know, until that nail conference thing started, it was super easy <laughs> to get a seat somewhere. Yeah. Then they all showed up and took everything. But um, it, it, I do like it when there's more space to do those kinds of things where you can kind of, and I saw that happening a lot of podcast movement where there are groups of people just meeting off to the side. Yeah. Right. That you could just, you could just pull things together. They had a ton of that at the military influencer thing. There's this app called Hoover. Um, that yeah, I looked that up. Yeah, it's it's and so if you're H- going to yeah, W H O V A. Yeah, and when you go into it, like the the she podcast uh, event is using that, and if I go into it, yeah, W H O V A, and so like here's mine. It looked this is what it looked like for the military influencer conference, and if I believe I click at the top, I can say go to all my events, and I see military influencer conference, and now I can say nope, she podcast live, and Holy cow, there's all sorts of, uh, there are 2,142 people in the community. Holy cow. That's pretty cool. And then there's messages, there's the agenda. It's a pretty slick little app. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that's, so there were a bunch I saw at the military thing. It was like, oh, you know, uh, spouses are meeting here. Um, Air Force people, you know, all the, all the different, uh, Branches. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of yeah. hooked up together that. So, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. And Emily says, yeah, the, uh, the Hoova app, which sounds like some guy from Jersey talking about a sweeper. <laughs> hey, why don't you bust out the Hoover and do some sweeping? Uh, anyway, uh, it's intense. It's, it's a little crazy. Um, and then, uh, a says you can also network on the Hoover app before the conference to set up strategic alliances. Yeah. So you can, you can say we can meet there. Uh, at the thing and yeah, integrates with Pokemon go. That's it. And if you, <laughs> if you, if you get enough, whatever Actually, points, that's not a bad idea. If you took a, like the Pokemon go idea, but people in conferences and you had to collect people and add them to your group and you got incented based on the number of people you found, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. There's already photos of the event. I'm not, there's a photo contest. That's I noticed that too, that you can do the more networking you do, you get points. So they've gamified the conference. But so, they don't put their pricing on their site. I wonder what their I wonder what, what it pricing is. is for this. Yeah. We've used Skedge. I don't know if you're familiar with Skedge. Skedge. That makes sense. It just, yeah. uh, just short for schedule. Right. Right. And um, we've used them before. And I think they have some flat pricing. I think I, I did a, I did a Oracle conference here in Omaha and I think it was like 199 bucks to get access to the app and set up the events. And, it's really, really helpful for meetups, especially larger meetups. We'd, we'd be doing like 150 maybe um, to have kind of an app like this. But I wonder what their pricing is on it. This would be, I do sketch again. We just had a, we just had a big uh, conference here in Omaha, a big tech conference, and they used them for that. And yeah. you get alerts and public, you know, public schedules and you can subscribe to things and sign in and all that other good stuff. And it's a great way. I think the, I think conference apps are getting better. They used to be kind of really bad. Yeah. And I think they're getting better. I forget the one that podcast movement used, but it was pretty slick. And uh, here's just to show you, I mean, there's the photos. This thing hasn't even launched yet. This is she podcast. And all these people are like, Hey, I'm psyched to go and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it's just a way to, you know, kind of get people going. Oh, I, I want to talk to that person while I'm in yeah. there. But, yeah. and you can see there's a, there's a leaderboard. There's the Wi-Fi password. So all those things you're looking for, uh, are there. So, and then it's, uh, sponsored by interview valet, which I met Tom at, uh, he was there at, uh, at, so, um, it should be, should be interesting to, uh, to say the least. And then, uh, Emily is saying here, seriously, I'm helping out with she podcast and have to do a lot 
on the Hoover back end. And it's even more intense. Holy cow. But there are a lot of integrations that help like Eventbrite and MailChimp. So uh, I did see MailChimp has changed their plan in a way. Cause when I log in now and I don't use MailChimp hardly at all, I think I have the school of podcasting members list over there, but I used to use it for weekly web tools and things like that. And when I log in now, you have, you have more than 2000 subscribers. And I go, what? I'm like, and it's, it's weird because many people have unsubscribed and apparently they're counting people that have un- it's, they changed some things and they're like, do you want to upgrade to the paid version? And I'm like, no, it sounds like it's time for me to leave. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, and I need to, I need to hop into this. Emily says on the, uh, for she podcast, there's a whole thread in the community called because of my podcast. I will have yeah. to, I'll have to check that out. So are you, are you going? I am. I'm going to be working the booth. So that should be, be interesting and frightening all at the same time. <laughs> So uh, you'll love it. It'll be great. <laughs> when is it? Uh, October. Uh, I should know this. I want to say 11th, 10th through the 13th. That's right there in the app. So that's coming. That'll be here. That's another one of those things that's going to get here. That's basically a little less than a month away. And that's going to be here. But the cool thing is I'm not speaking. I'm just working the booth and then networking my face off at night, which will be great fun. So, yeah, that'd be good. It's kind of fun. I didn't do anything at podcast movement in that. I really enjoyed that. You know, it's just like I didn't have to worry about being ready or in a room because speaking at those conferences really kind of if it's late in the if you speak early, it's one thing, I think. But if it's later towards the end of the conference, you're worried about it. You're thinking about it. You're kind of like, I got I got to go practice for this thing. And yeah, it's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Speaking at a conference is great, but man, it can sometimes just really ruin the conference. Well, yeah, because for me, I, I will not stop thinking about it until I do it. And so I'm constantly, and then I'm worried about yeah. losing my voice because right. at both those yeah. events, the, the uh, FinCon, 3,000 people. And yes, of course, they had thumping music in the background at mm-hmm. you know at most mm-hmm. events. But even just 3,000 people were loud. Just just the noise of the the murmur, murmur, murmur. So, uh, and the chat room's having fun. They're saying, I'm going to be the male version of a booth, babe. Right on. No. Right on. Not, no. That's- right on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Dave. They're going to be, this, they're going to be lined up waiting for you yeah, right i want to know more about dave i mean lipson yeah <laughs> hey um let's let's take a quick tangent we've hit this subject briefly and we'll hit it briefly today i hold in my hand my new prescription for my new uh blood oh, pressure stuff i went yeah. wait yesterday here's the weird thing and i will keep this brief i'm 54 and i'm about 30 to 35 pounds overweight and the doctor was telling me it's so nice to see somebody your age not on medication like she was saying, like, what good shape? I mean, she's like, your heart is great. Your my blood pressure is a little high, but this and that. And she's she's listening and prodding and things like that. And and I was like, I the whole time I'm just like, I'm a fat pig. What are you talking about? Hey, we need to maybe you and I need to partner with John and Emily and have a special uh, Ask the Podcast yeah, version of Hate to Wait. And because yeah. both of us, just to be honest, yeah. both of us could probably drop thirty or thirty five yeah. pretty easily. I bet if you did, you would be off those meds. Like, that's it. That's the whole thing. Like if I did, I probably won't need them. So yeah. that's, that's the goal, but I have been riding. Yeah. I have been uh, riding my bike a little more. And when I do that, I was actually surprised. I actually was down a pound when I came back from the conference. I then found it as soon as I got back because I was like, you don't eat during the day. You, I, a lot of times I'll drink a protein drink for, for breakfast. And then I um, skip lunch and then I will eat something horrible in the evening. And that somehow, evens it out, but a lot of walking and things like that. And also the fun part, my best, my favorite part of uh, the DC trip, I haven't done this in so long. Jim, when was the last time you actually took a dive? Like actually fell? Oh, that's a good question. It's been been a long time. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, A couple of years ago, I fell down some stairs. That was pretty brutal. It scared the crap out of Chris Kermitzos. who was sitting next to me and you know, they have, now you have sidewalks. They go down to flat. So people that are, you know, in some sort of wheeled apparatus can do that. And I thought it was flat and I was just a little bit off. My toe caught the curb and I did one of those where I was like, Oh, I think I got it. Oop, I'm almost. And then I finally just did a Pete Rose into the sidewalk. And uh, that, <laughs> that was fun. Um, but as you can see, I, I'm, I'm fine. And my knee got scraped up, but uh, Holy cow. Look at the time. Let's uh, let's talk about some more awesome supporters. And uh, I do have, yes, since we're talking, <laughs> The awesome supporters here, um, which looks good because we got a president on there. If you give us $10 a month, um, this goes to actually, this should just be called the Dave's tax fund. Uh, uh, if you go to ask the podcast coach.com slash awesome, 
If you give us 10 bucks, it's uh, get your name on the website. $20 will get you listed on every podcast. So we're talking about awesome people like Frasley Sparkson, which you can find at b-great.today. Jeffrey over at Podnuts, that's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z. Jonathan over at weeklyawesome.com. Michael Delaney at babymountainradio.com. He does the show Caregivers for Dementia. Nick Suberling Subes at CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com. Sean Park at BeYourOwnNerd.com. Jay Cleveland Payne at MoreBetterMedia.com. And our awesome $5 supporters like Corey Finneran at IVEnvy.com. That's a guy I have not talked to in a long time. Uh, I know. You know, I missed that show. Yeah. Uh, Chris Holyfield at IamSaltLake.com. Ed Ryan from Podcasting for Radio Dummies. Eric over to UnstructuredPod.com. Illiquity at TravelGlutenFree.me. Uh, Jason Bryant, where did he say he was? What what Kakistan is he in this week? It's it's he's always in some. Oh, K- K- Kajikistan. I don't know. Uh, Kazakhstan. <laughs> I think that's right. Kazakhstan. That's right. Uh, at matttalkonline.com. Jason at cuatx.com. Jeremy Dennis at transmissionspodcast.com. Jim Cullison. I've never heard of that guy. Um, at Woo-hoo! at theaverageguy.tv. Jim Harold at podlords.com. He just had a really interesting interview with Jessica Kufferman, uh, speaking of sheep podcast. Joe Salsi High was not at FinCon. That was the one downside. He was, he had a family vacation he was on, but you can find him at stackingbenjamins.com. Also mentioned a lot in the book, uh, Profit from Your Podcast, coming out soon. Uh, brand new, Kim, uh, teachersneedteachers.com. I'm like, well, you need to hook up with, uh, well, not hook up, you need to connect with. Uh, <laughs> careful, cr- yeah, careful. Yeah. With Chris Nessie and a bunch of uh, Randall Black, um, Kim Slusher at Distracted Life Podcast, Kyle Bondo from GagglePod.com, Master Cauldron from CauldronScript.com, Matthew Overt, ScottishPodcast.com, Michael Ray. Do we do we know what Michael's podcast is? Uh, he's always thinking about starting one. Okay. That's just perpetually, uh, he's going to, and he calls in, you know, every, every other month and asks some questions. So, Michael, we appreciate you. Yeah. Ross Brand over at LivestreamUniverse.com, whose ears were burning last night because we were talking about StreamYard and everything was just like, well, well, Ross would know because he's, he's Captain Livestream. So, um, he needs like a big, like an S logo or something and just LS instead of an S. I hope they're paying him well. Yeah. That's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, Rob Griffiths at bedtime.fm. Troy Heinrichs, which we have a question from Troy. We'll, we'll hit that when we get done here from blacklistexposed.com. Uh, Troy Price at frontporchstudios.com. So if you're looking to get your podcast edited, he can do that. And our awesome $1 supporters like Alan Palmer, Adam Higgins at odddadoutpodcast.com. Anthony over at Route66Podcast. That's Route66Podcast.com. Audio Dice Network. Find them at AudioDice.net. Barb TUSA at Anchor.fm slash Barb TUSA. Brandon over at SeahawkersPodcast.com. Bumble at MaskMe. That's M-A-S-Q-M-E.org. Craig at IngleasPodcast.com. Chris and Brandon at FloridaFocusPodcast.com. That's a college football podcast. Dave at OttawaWorks. Dan at based on a true story podcast.com. Dave at uh, these. There he is. I know his name now. Dave. That's the coach. I couldn't find his name anywhere. So I somewhere I did the math. Um, the uh, soccer sidelines.com. You think I would remember that? The guy's name is Dave. Uh, Emily Prokop over at the story behind podcast. And of course, uh, hate to wait.com. Garrett at utrmedia.org. Gary and Margaret at beekeepingpodcast.com. The International Latin Podcast Awards. Find them at latinpodcastawards.com. James at creepykingdom.com. Jeff at Disney. That's with a Z. DisneyCoastToCoast.com. Jason at TV times three. And three is spelled out T-H-R-E-E. Jay at uh, pot. See, I always get this one wrong. I always go dyslexic. I always want to say poster. It's potsterpodcast.com. John at SoberSpeak.com. Kyle at LevelUpTech.com. See, there's another education tech kind of thing. Lucas at TriangleTactical.net. Josh Liston at OnTheBubblePodcast.com. Mark at ResourcefulDesigner.com. So if you need a website design, check out Mark. Uh, Mike at CreatePod, a podcast about the art of podcasting. Find that at CreatePodATX.com. Matt at Blue Ribbon Podcast. Uh, Patrick Keller at BigSeancePodcast.com. Paul at FightingThroughPodcast.co.uk. That's a war, uh, kind of World War II podcast. Randall Black, who also is another teacher that's into podcasting. Find it at RandallBlack.com. 
Ryle Davis Jr., Steve Sleeper at Earn.show, uh, Sean uh, Perrin at Clarinet.com. So if you play the clarinet, check that out. Uh, Wayne Henderson. So if you need some voiceovers, go over to MediaVoiceOvers.com and Cody Sison. And last but not least, Zachary Webb from SeriousAboutTech.com. So if you would like to be an awesome supporter, simply go out to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. And uh, thanks to everyone for doing that. Deeply appreciate it. So. But yeah, let me get to uh, Troy's question. You ready for this? I'm going to let you take this, Jim. All right. All right. Uh, uh, chocolate or vanilla? Ooh. What? I guess chocolate ice cream. Or vanilla what? That's yeah, just the. A- what I did is I sent a thing out that said, hey, uh, Saturday's <laughs> coming. If you have a question, we'll be happy to answer it for you. So Troy oh, being Troy chocolate. said. Yeah, see, that's me. I'm a chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Like vanilla, if I can put chocolate, like stuff on it, but vanilla is, it's just so vanilla. It's a latte. I'm going vanilla. Just, but if it's an ice cream, I'm going chocolate. Yeah. So that's just the way, that's just the way I roll. That's the way we roll. Exactly. That's a good, good question, Troy. Thanks for sending that in. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but, uh, and Patrick is in the, in the chat room. So, yeah. Thank you so much for that. We Um, do that once. The other question, this is one, this is from Michael Troy, and this is one of the reasons why I'm not a huge fan of this service. He says, has anyone noticed a difference in chartable rankings recently? When I was in the history subcategory for society and culture, my ranking shot up and down by several hundred places. Notice he's not mentioning, when he said several hundred, I thought he meant downloads. He's talking about where he is on the chart. Since I changed the new history category, my ranking has been consistently the same, rising or dropping at most two or three places. This happens despite the fact that some days my downloads are double that of others. Do rankings change to a multi-day average or something? And so for me, that's when, when Chartable came out, I was like, oh, no. This means people are going to like obsess over their chart positions instead of because he even said my downloads are doubling. I'm like, yes, look at those. Look at your downloads. Those are people actually consuming your stuff. And so I was just like, uh, I don't know. What What are your thoughts on chartable Jim? I'm not a big fan of those. If you want to keep ranking and some people need that. And so if you need it, eh, use it. I'm just not, I, I don't, I'm just, but I don't podcast that way. That's not technically true at Gallup. I'm very concerned about our numbers and, where we're at, but I'm not trying to rank my podcast to another podcast. I, I don't worry about that. I feel like if I'm doing the engagement stuff and I'm reaching the niche, I also have a hyper niche. So I'm not sure charts or chartable even matters. I'm not trying to reach everybody. And I've kind of gone on a whole soul searching and kind of thinking through why am I doing my tech podcast? It, you know, what, what am I trying to attract? And I'm kind of come back around that. I just, I, I want a great community and I don't care how many they are. I just don't want them to be trolls. And so to do blanket blowouts and, you know, I've, I've, I've seen all these, these comments and stuff and it's like, no, I have a great, pretty great community. I'm going to grow it one at a time and I'm going to have my listeners find other listeners. If that's what they want to do, people will find me in ways I'm kind of comfortable with a smaller audience. So I, anyways, I don't, I say all that to say, I don't really care where I rank on, on stuff. I, I don't know if any of that stuff really matters. I think sometimes it just makes us feel good. If it does matter to you, go for it. So it's no, no judgment there. Yeah. Eliquity says, when you say you look at downloads, should you focus on individual episodes? Yes. More than total lifetime. Total lifetime is fun. But the thing that gets me is the last time I checked this in July, 60% of the downloads in July were not from episodes in July. It was my yeah. back catalog. So yeah. now granted, I have a huge back catalog. But that's where people will freak out. I, I get this all the time at Lips. I'm like, my numbers are down. Is there something wrong? And I'm like, okay, what are you looking at? And they're like, oh, my monthly numbers. I'm like, no, don't. I don't want to say they're crap. I said that in at DC Podcast last year. I said monthly stats are crap, but they're. It's not a good. I, I go in and look at the total number of downloads after 30 days. I actually uh, have my own spreadsheet, and I go in when I upload the last episode. I go to the previous episode and see how many downloads happened in the first week. And I put that in a separate spreadsheet. And then later I will go back and see how many were in a, in a 30 day period. And, and I, it's to be honest with you, I haven't done that in about two months. Cause I kind of don't care. Yeah. I, I, I like month over month and I call it momentum. Yeah. Uh, 
right? How is my current momentum going? As I compare a 12 month period, that's usually what kind of what I leave it. And you compare month to other months just to kind of see And this, that way it takes into account your back catalog and you can kind of see, am I gaining momentum or am I losing momentum and just in overall engagement. And so it just gives you some idea without having to keep track. I hated keeping track of these going to a spreadsheet, open up. I always yeah. forget to do it on the same day and all that other stuff. And, um, and so I, that's how I use month over month as momentum. And then I look at when I do, when I am looking at them, I, I look at um, individual episodes to just kind of see how they're doing. Like, okay, how are we doing? Did something drop off? Are we seeing a drastic, did I, usually it's not, what did I do? It's, did I break something? <laughs> you know, is, is the feed not working? Did I forget to post it somewhere? At Gallup, we have a whole team that helps me do this. And every once in a while, somebody, even me, will forget to turn something on. And so like, you think you posted it, but mm-hmm. you forgot to set that thing live. And so, you know, I've gone back in and seen things that two or three months later, I'm like, oh, yikes, we forgot to turn this one on. And, uh, and so I kind of use them for that, you know, for that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I chart, we, we talk about chartable. I just said so has something that hasn't caught on for me. Just not interested. Well, and if it hasn't, it's only happened, I think twice. And granted, it's not really fair to say because it happened when they were really young, but they had a thing where their redirect broke. And when you realize when somebody hits play and you're using Chartable, it goes over to Chartable and they go, uh-huh, that's a download. And then it sends you to whoever you're using, Blueberry, Libsyn, whatever. And then they count it over there. And if that first one breaks, that means it doesn't go to your actual media host, which means, and I, I, I remember the last time it happened, it was, it's been a while, probably six months ago. And so he said, none of my files are playing. And I was like, oh, holy cow, Libsyn's got a problem. And I went in and I saw they had Chartable. And I'm like, ah. And I went to their actual Libsyn file. It played fine. I went to their file with the, the Chartable prefix, and it didn't. And I emailed Chartable, and I go, you guys have a problem. And so but that's that's one of the reasons that, to me, and I guess my whole thing is, besides the chart position, yippee, uh, what am I getting over there? And they do do the thing that I do. They show me my seven-day downloads. Yeah. And, and I good motivation for some people like i get it if yeah. it motivates you use it yeah if exactly it don't like yeah. i think some people end up worrying about it so much that they it takes it distracts them from making great content yeah exactly and that's where i'm, I'm with you jim if you want to if, if you want to look at that jd says you mean you don't care about being number 372 in the charts in nambia nambia um and then chris makes a great point um if you reach the people who value your content that's all that counts and that's one of the things I thought about this last night uh, as I was kind of working on my book. One of the things that Patreon does is you always kind of wonder, like, who are my super fans? And we we try so hard to get new listeners because we want more listeners. And sometimes I wonder, is it what's better to do? Spend a ton of time trying to get new listeners or just pour gas on the people who are already on fire for you? Um, and it's like, that's one of the things... Yeah. That was a example. Yeah, 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 let's not do that. Let's light our <laughs> listeners on fire. Uh, so, and I just thought about that. That is one thing that it does. And there are some other tools coming out. I'm actually, there's Glow. I talked about them. Um, Liz Covart uses something that, some big uh, network that I cannot remember. It's uh, listeners. Yeah. Like, just actually talk to them. Yeah. You know. Uh, spend some time with them, send them some emails, have some conversations, include them on Twitter stuff. Like I, that stuff is free and easy. And I think yeah. we miss it. We miss it. Um, uh, Pat Flynn does this better than anybody. Oh, he is so, he is so relational in his podcast and he has tens of thousands under a hundred thousand. I don't know. Yeah. And he's he still, I ran into somebody podcast movement and they're like, I'm here. Cause Pat Flynn gave me a pass. Yeah. Arnie from uh, uh, the history football dude. Yeah. Um, did that Pat Flynn on stage went to his Instagram and did a DM to one of his followers. It's like, Hey, I'm here at, at uh, FinCon, blah, blah, blah. Everybody say hi. And he's like, all yeah. right. And he goes, just want to let you know, I appreciate you. And he goes, how long did that take? 20 seconds. So, but uh, lock somebody for life, yeah. like do, do that kind of deal. Yeah. You know, so. Well, Jim, what's coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, we kind of got back to some old school hardware. So we're looking at uh, PC cases. Uh, we had a guest. One of our longtime listeners came on. I don't know why I haven't had him on sooner. This is another one of those things where my audience makes great guests. So bring them in. So nice. Ryan comes in and we talk about PC cases and fanless PCs. So if you're kind of into that, TheAverageGuy.tv. 
fanless piece? I didn't know there was such a thing. There are. I mean, they just basically, they're just very, very micro, small units, and the case becomes a way to dissipate the heat. And so they you just, they're quiet. They're ultra quiet. They're not the fastest thing in the world, but they're, they're quiet and small. So we, we take a look at those. And on the school of podcasting, it'll, I, I, to be honest with you, honestly, I have no idea. I have an interview in the can. I kind of want to talk about my conferences that I just went to. Um, I just need, I've got, it's a, it's a pile of things and I need to sort them out and figure out what I'm going to do with those. Uh, and that'll be coming up this Monday. <laughs> so, so tune in and find out what the heck Dave figured out what he was going to do. But uh, if you're watching us live, uh, we will be doing some post-show. And uh, if you would like to hear the post-show again, just become an awesome supporter at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And I thought that said 11 and it said 21. So we have 10 seconds. That's another way to catch this content, right? It's available to Patreon subscribers, the post-show that is. Yeah. Or come out and join us live. Love to have you out here. All right. Stick around for some post-show.